I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 4 Podcast. This might be college football, heaven. Come back. We have one more hour to go, and then it's on to the game. Let's uh, grab some more phone calls here, and Zance is up next. Hey, Paul. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, I've been listening to you since 2014, so I don't know everything in the past. But I've never heard anyone call up claiming to be a male cheerleader. No, no, Vance, you're right. That's uh, that's first time, long time. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to leave that alone. Uh, you know, the CFP started out with uh, Big Ten and Pac-12 and ends with the Big Ten and Pac-12. You're right. That's funny. It was Oregon and Ohio State. Yeah, even though Ohio State didn't know that, all they cared about was beating Alabama because we had four months of all Ohio State calls, as you think, as you labeled. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. But I wanted to ask you one, th- a couple of things. I was really impressed with the fact that those two monsters on the inside of Texas. And that really good, even though he played in a down position, number 91, as I think I could call him a left end, uh, they had one and a half tackles against uh, Washington (laughs) and zero pass. Uh, That quarterback was free all night. Do do you think that matters tonight? Uh, Yeah, it sure does. Uh, You can't let that happen. And so I'm kind of curious. I think that, and by the way, in in our game last Monday night, I didn't find them respecting our wide receivers at all. Did you? No, no. I I don't think Michigan respected a a whole lot of Alabama. And and we haven't really talked about that being a key, but you could hear it uh, during the press conferences, during the interviews. I mean, they, they said all the, the right things, but there, there was, they had an air about them that I just uh, I thought would be corrected on on Monday afternoon. How wrong I was. Well, I mean, my only point is that uh, I don't think they're going to be able to get away with that with Washington. I hear you. Whether they win or lose or not, I don't know the answer. I, I'm like you. I'm just going to watch a football game. Yeah, it's, it, yeah I mean, I appreciate everyone inquiring on our view of the game, and it's been like that for a couple of days. But I, I, I was more, much more confident of the outcome of last week than I am about a prediction tonight. Well, that's why I don't bet any money, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I do believe that. And by the way, I, I heard from a, a friend of mine uh, who, who is familiar with such things. The public 
is betting on Washington. Uh, 69% of the public has bet on Washington. So people are asking, why is the line going the other way? Because the big money, the Sharpies, are betting late on Michigan. Well, you know, I, this, this is why I'm not involved with that. I'm just, I really believe that we, I hate to say this, but we got out coached bad last Monday well, night. That, that, is, uh, that, is, that is a fact. Uh, and I, it, I, I've, heard the, I've heard the counter argument. Well, overtime, all, all that doesn't matter. The, 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 the game was, the, the tone of the game was set. Michigan should have blown Alabama out in the first half. They, they could not do that. But they made up for it in the final couple of minutes. Hey, thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. Putter is up next in Winston-Salem. Hello, Putter. Hey, Paul. Thanks for taking my call. Two-time caller here. Um, just kind of had some thoughts and a question regarding um, the SEC and the non-conferences here. Obviously, they, they went 4-6 and six versus the ACC and 1-2 and two versus the Big 12. Uh, and then the playoff games, I mean, Penix threw for 430 on Texas and Michigan manhandled the trenches. I mean, are we starting to see the SEC slip up a little bit? Well, first of all, Texas was not in the SEC this past year. Um, well, we know that's where they're headed. Well, listen, uh, one of your I, – I, I've had this conversation too many times, but you also left out Missouri uh, you know, beating down Ohio State. You left out Ole Miss beating down Penn State. Well, why bother talking about really important games? In, in, in your, in your uh, great stats, you forgot to mention oh, yeah. that one of those uh, losses uh, was Vanderbilt losing to, I believe it was Wake Forest. Like that game on September 9th really had a big impact on the rest of the year. Those things don't matter. Uh, I want to look at the upper echelon teams. And, and the upper echelon teams... Uh, LSU lost to FSU. That, to me, is very significant. That matters a great deal. Uh, not, none, of the, Clemson, not, none of the I, other stuff makes one lick of difference. I think Clemson had – I mean, I know they beat Kentucky and South Carolina, too. So, I mean, I think the top dogs – Well, the, the Clemson-Kentucky the game mattered. The South Carolina game, you're talking about a seven-loss team. Nobody's paying attention to, to that in terms of waging and figuring out the – So, listen, I, I appreciate, Putter, uh, all of you out there – uh, trying to dance on the SEC's grades, and I go ahead. You, you have a couple more hours in the, in the, in the entire offseason, and, and it just doesn't matter. I mean, it's a pretty lame argument. I heard it from every Florida State fan, and obviously some of those Florida State fans ratcheted up to such a degree that the CFP had to call in the FBI today. That's, that's fine. That's how fans want to run a roll. Uh, Bob is up next in Fort Worth. Good afternoon, Bob. Good afternoon, Paul. How in the world are you getting along? We are doing great. Thank you very much. Uh, tell old handsome Joe I'll swap with him. Uh, I'll take uh, blowing rain over 70-mile-an-hour winds and blowing snow in the Texas panhandle any day. <laughs> I bet you will. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a getting it up here. I got stuck up here and checking on some cattle in the feed yard, and and it's 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 nasty up here. Yeah, it, uh, Texas for, uh, what was it, two years ago when Houston and Dallas had that terrible – by the way, the first uh, college football playoff championship game was in Dallas, as you probably remember, 10 years ago tonight, and you could barely get to the game because of the ice storm. Well, that's – and 
and I, I was raised I was raised up here in the northwest corner of the Panhandle, and that's just when when I was a kid, it started snowing about Halloween and quit about oh. in the middle of March. Hey, I, 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 I had to go to Kansas City a couple of years ago in winter, and, and I, <laughs> I've I've spent we my sister used to live on the Loop in Chicago, um, and that's on Lake Michigan. For those who don't know what I'm talking about. And I don't know if I've ever been colder than I than than being in Kansas City. Well, you're you're right. You get up you get up in this part of the country and it's 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 nasty. What I was going to ask you, Paul, what I called about is uh, I seen it in Sports Illustrated that A and M's like number three in the nation in the transfer portal getting kids. Where you? Yeah, they you are. Making, about uh, that? I mean, Coach Elko's doing. The problem is that he's lost so many. Uh, so many key players that he, he better he better make up for it, and I think he's he's doing a good job. But that's uh, they've they've got a lot to make up for. Well, I, I, I'm and look, I'm I'm not one to judge what the boys in the big britches sitting up there do. But uh, when Jimbo left, he took a lot of them kids with him. Uh, you're right. Um, you're, you're absolutely right about that. But, you know, the good news is that era is over and, yep. uh, and I, and I hope, oh, I hope Elko does. I think I he, he, I think he will. I just think it, he, he's really at a terrible disadvantage right now coming in and, uh, and trying to ratchet it up. Hey, thank you very much for the call, Bob. Always good to be careful in that weather yeah, everywhere right now. Uh, South Louisiana, uh, Houston right now is under, Severe thunderstorm warnings where the game is being played. Fans are literally walking into the stadium right now under under severe weather, just like, remember, Atlanta in 2017? Uh, it was a, a deluge, and they locked the doors uh, at, was it, uh, was that Mercedes? Uh, I don't know. If, yeah, uh, we I think that stadium had just opened, and we were outside doing our, our, our regular show. We had to get back in to do SEC Nation. So we're trying to get back in. There's 40 or 50,000 people out there in a rainstorm, and the doors are locked. Now, the question is, why, was, why were the doors locked? Well, the president of the United States had arrived, and they, had to, they wouldn't let anybody in until he, until he got in. Fortunately, uh, we got in because uh, they recognized us, and, uh, but it was still a, a harrowing sight after about 15 minutes of uh, banging on the door. We'll take a break. More to come right after this. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMSS.com Paul. That's HIMS.com Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMSS.com Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. 
With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Jacob continues down on the plains. Rittenberg reporting Florida set to hire Auburn defensive coordinator Ron Roberts as the co-defensive coordinator. He spent a year at Auburn recently. Uh, Auburn recently hired... Colorado, D.C., Charles Kelly, who has some familiarity with that area. And we welcome you back. And I-Man is up next. Good afternoon. Well, good afternoon there, Paul Feinbaum. Uh, I was, re- you know, I kind of watched a little bit of that Rose Bowl again, <laughs> uh, the second half, and they were talking about the great adjustments that, you know, I remember made at halftime. And then about six minutes left in the game, Herb Street made a comment that uh, Michigan had actually been swapping a lot of the defensive players out for the last little bit of the game. And, of course, that's when we saw Alabama forced to kick a field goal, and then Michigan just whipped that ass after that. I mean, just whipped that ass. I mean, just right there live on TV, just like in the bullfights, down for the count, nothing but hamburger left. And uh, what time does Alabama play tonight? Oh, that's right. They don't play tonight. You know, that's one thing the Bamers don't have to worry about. They don't have to worry about bad snaps. They don't have to worry about erratic quarterback play, a guy that can't read defenses. He uh, he can't, you know, doesn't have a touch pass. We don't have to look at the, the guy that's slapping women in the head, falling down on his leg and, and acting, you know, disgruntled because he didn't make a play. We don't have to look at number four, slam his helmet down because he's madder than everybody else. I mean, we don't have to look at the disgruntled Alabama players walking off the field because it just means more. It just means more. It just means more. No, we don't have to watch any of that crap tonight. We're going to watch Michigan and Washington. And, and Paul, let me ask you something because I've noticed a trend in you. When Urban Meyer was up there and he was running the Big Ten, you didn't care for him. You didn't care for him in Florida. And, and now, all of a sudden, you don't care for Harbaugh. I mean, what is it about the Big Ten, the successful Big Ten coaches you just don't like? You just pure, don't like just, Big just Ten, pure, do you? pure jealousy. You don't like Franklin either. Uh, I don't like anybody that's threatening my, 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 my group. You know, <laughs> and, you know, the and, Big Ten has won so many national championships here in, in the last Well, that, that's that's what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, what have they actually done for you to be so done, concerned? And, well, but I, I got to think about the future, I mean. I can't let Jim Harbaugh <laughs> get away with anything. Cause he might well, come in and beat my, my, my Crimson Tide. 
Well, and I just noticed on the little scrolling bar down there, Pete Carroll, 72, is going, he's, he's still coaching. Yeah. And y'all trying to figure out what little fella up there in Tuscaloosa is going to do. It's obvious the team was hijacked. He, he, he sat on the sidelines, and everybody's talking about what a great job he did this year. But it's obvious the team was hijacked, and he just sat over there pretty much like a game manager. This is the future of the little fella. He didn't really have any control. And uh, we saw that we saw the trends coming to where the comments were made all during the season by by Saban, about his wife, the quarterback, the offensive coordinator, uh, the quarterback saying we don't practice run plays. And when it came down to the one run play that he should have practiced, he got his ass he got his ass handed to him. Oh, but he's coming back. He's coming back. He's a well spoken young man. I need to learn. I need to learn. I need to learn. But uh, that's your problem right there in Tuscaloosa, Paul. You got a you got a game manager, coach, and a quarterback that can't read defenses. But he's coming back because he's got to learn. But we don't run. We don't practice running plays because I know how to run. Well, we saw how that run. I mean, he collapsed. He collapsed on his own player. I mean, if you if you know how to run, hell, even a blind horse can step over a log in the road, Paul. But anyhow, it, it'll all be Michigan and Washington, so the Bammers don't have anything to lose tonight. They can just, they can just, just wish. And is it, ten years from now, is this going to be a new book, The Missing Ring? <laughs> I the mean, missing you, you, never, you never fail to to show up the day after. Oh, I'm telling you. I mean, it's because I pay attention. You got to love all that. I, I, I laid all that out there, just like like a big gourmet restaurant with all the forks on the right side, the spoons and the big ones and the little ones. And it's because I pay attention. I listen closely to the details. And and you know what? The one thing that we know is going on right now, Miss Saban is hollering and cussing at little Nikki. It should have been you. It should have been you. But it's not. It's not. It's not the Bammers. It's just not the Bammers. And and you know what, Paul? You, I hear you talking yesterday about Alabama's going to be in the top three. I don't know how they could be in the top three. Hell, just in these four teams that played, they didn't even score. They barely scored enough points to be number four in the country. And if you look at the, the success the SEC had in the bowl games they had, Alabama couldn't even be the fifth place team in the SEC right now. I mean, thank goodness for Ole Miss and LSU and Tennessee and. Whoever else in Missouri, and and before you say anything about the Auburn Tigers, Auburn Tigers six and seven. We're rebuilding. We're only getting stronger. We're coming back, and guess what? We're coming back, and we're going to take we're going to take little Nicky's house. We're going to take his boat. We're going to take his cars, and we're going to sell them. We're going to turn them into a used car lot up there, and that's all. That, and, and guess what? The Bammers don't have to worry about anything being lost then. Because they got all them old T-shirts, and you just all sit sit and sit around the Cracker Barrel and just reminisce about the good old days. You know, like they do when they talk about Nick's, uh, Gene Stallings and, and Bear Bryant telling them Bear and Gene stories. Pull my finger, watch me fart. Let me tell another Gene story. Pull my finger, watch me fart. Let me tell another Bear Bryant story. Pull my finger, watch me fart. And then they'll be telling little Nicky stories. And how long has it been since he's actually been successful in these games now? It's been a while. Paul, I'm I'm telling you, I think the dynasty has been toe-tagged. It says D-O-A. Ward Eagle, have a good day.
Did you see uh, Joe Coy last night at the uh, Golden Globes? Everybody panned his monologue. That guy was hilarious compared to that phone call right there. <laughs> that might be among the worst phone calls I've ever heard. Every joke fell flat. Every shot at Saban died on the vine. Wow. I, I mean, I, I can't, I, I tell you, I am not going to issue the uh, State of the Union rebuttal, but I know somebody that can. Legend is up next. What's up, my black hat brother? What's up, baby? Just in the nick of time. Nick of time, baby. Hey, Paul, you know the Rolling Stones got a new album out? I didn't know. Yeah, them dudes are in their 80s, man. Them dudes are still jamming. I listened to it today. He's got a song on there called uh, Don't Be Angry With Me. You ought to check it oh, yeah, out. It'd be yeah. great for the show. I don't know make if they it, did it in the Richards. studio or what, but they still kicking it, baby. It's oh, yeah. 80. Well, 80 uh, is the new, what, 60? 60. 50? <laughs> 40? And 70 is the new 50. Hey, let me give a shout-out to Courtney Tyson of True Black Hatter down there in Montgomery. And let me address that other idiot in Montgomery who was just on the show. Listen here, dude. You're coach. I had two Auburn friends who traveled all the way to the bowl game, sat in the freezing rain, and watched Auburn get the hell beat out of them, then come back and listen to your coach say he didn't have time to watch Merlin and prepare <laughs> My two friends said they ain't never ever going to another Auburn game as long as they live. They've never been more insulted by a moronic coach than the one you got down there. Talk about you going to run somebody down. You better worry about running Arkansas and Mississippi State and Vanderbilt down, you loser. You're not even in the same conversation with Alabama. You've been smoking too much of that wacky weed and starting that Freon, dude. You are one pathetic, possessed, Nick Saban moron. A complete moron. The only thing getting faster is the insanity running out of your ears and your eyeballs and your nose, you dumbass. Man, that's idiotic, man. Hey, Paul, did I hear you say earlier you don't give a damn about this game tonight? That is correct. Let me join in. I second that motion, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I got my side felt marathon lined up. Got it lined up, baby. I heard Miss Terry on the morning after call it the Yankee Bow, and I agree with it. That's what this is, a damn Yankee Bow, a Yankee Bow. You got, you know, this happens only, I mean, this happens about as soon, you know, about as much as getting hit by lightning or winning the lottery. This is one of them once ever 10 or 20 year things, ladies and gentlemen. Come one, come all, short, fat, and tall. It's the Yankee Bow. Damn the Yankee Bow. The football season's over as far as I care. It's over. Got to go see the psychiatrist. It's over. Damn a Yankee bow. I'm watching Seinfeld tonight. Damn a Yankee bow. And let me tell you something, Paul. I'll tell you what Richard E. Nixon, uh, a.k.a. John from Missouri's real problem is. You want me to tell you? I sure do. 
He's a season ticket holder to the Missouri basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder he's insane. They got beat by Georgia. One in 25 in their last 26 road games by Georgia. Sandy, that's pathetic. That's why you're such a moron and an idiot, John, a.k.a. Richard E. Nixon. You're a season ticket holder to that loser franchise at university that's soon going to crash in football, too. I'm out, baby, before I go. Iron Man's only getting faster to insanity and dumbness, and I don't give a damn about no Yankee bow. Elvis has left the building. Rack em. We'll take a short break. We're back after this. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Big games over the weekend. What about Auburn winning at Arkansas? How about this week, Wednesday night, Tennessee goes to state. Always a nasty place uh, to try to get a win. It's a great place for basketball. It's hard to win there. And Florida, near, near miss against UK, goes to Ole Miss, which uh, only has one loss. Quentin is up next. Good afternoon. Hey, Quentin. Hey, Paul. This is Quentin. I'm a big-time Bama fan. I'm a first-time – I ain't going to feel my first-time call. I've been calling, but you know, it's hard to get in. Irregardless, appreciate you accepting my call. Thank you. Man, Ironman, 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 Ironman. I'm so tired of Ironman. I'm a big-time Bama fan, all right? Ironman, he's such a crybaby. I'm sorry. Auburn, win. Just win your games. Uh, you, 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 y'all, this Alabama, this, this Alabama, that. I mean, just stop crying so much. When, when you, when you base your at, entire existence on someone else's failure, what does that say about you? I don't know, man. It's just ridiculous. I mean, ridiculous. I mean Quentin, as an Alabama fan, Auburn. other than the last game of the year, do you really care what's going on at Auburn? I don't. No. It don't make no sense. It just don't make no sense. I'm like, come on, Auburn. Man, just win your games. 
they struggle and they get smashed by turtles and they 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 dog they try to dog us. We get we get we lose to some Wolverines. And we lose to some senior Wolverines. I mean Michigan, what? They had these look a simulating team, no excuse, we lost, we done. Irregardless, Dama will be back. I can't say that for Auburn though. Auburn, you know, come on man, just win the game. I'm, I'm so, man, me and my guys, we were like, man, what is up with that? I, man, I love him. I love him. I, I, I trip on him. Legend, roll tide. I got to get a shout out to Legend because I love him. I, man, though, he's such a crybaby. He's now a Michigan fan because they beat Alabama. I'm like, come on, man. I mean, really. But here, regardless, Bama will be back. It's going to be a 12 game, 12 playoff season next year. Will Auburn be there? I doubt it. Bama's going to be there. Georgia's going to be there. LSU's going to be gonna be there. <laughs> Florida might even get in there. But Auburn, man, come on. Win your games. And, and then let's get to Michigan. I got my Michigan buddies who are Auburn guys, and now they're Michigan guys. He's he sending his Michigan stuff or whatever. I'm like, Okay. Michigan was a senior league team. It took them four years to finally win one playoff game. They beat a very inconsistent Alabama team. Whatever, no excuse. Bama, they lost. They lost. No excuse. I'm a road tider, man. I'm just wanting to say to the I man, I man, come on. Hey, thank you very much, Quinn. You be well. You take care of yourself. Let's uh, check in next with Swamp Dog in Georgia. Where else? Good afternoon. Hello there, Paul. How are you doing? We are doing great. Thanks for checking in. All right. I was going to call and talk to you about what I heard you say about Kirby Smart a little while ago with the Atlanta Falcon job, but I'm not really worried about that. That's, I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, Yeah, I don't I either. Really uh, about I think is, it, uh, some of it, I just saw something. Somebody, some, some, some odds maker put Kirby on a list of possible candidates. And let me assure you, these guys that put that stuff out don't have any earthly idea what they're talking yeah. about. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not worried about it. I don't think it's going to happen either. I'm sure it's not really, not yet anyway, maybe one day, but not now, <laughs> you know. But uh, what I really want to talk to you about is the Alabama, Auburn, and Georgia connection. And I'm in particularly, that last caller said, exactly what I want to say to I, man. My God, if you don't like it, beat them. And i say the same thing to my fellow Georgia fans. You know, I'm a Georgia fan. If we don't like what they've only, we've only beat them once out of the last six times. If we don't like where they get to, let's beat them when we play them. We have them right in front of us. You know, do something about it. Don't don't jump on Nick Saban and, and blame him and Put the program down and everything, you know. You got them right in front of you. Stop them if you don't like it, right? Like Steve Spurrier used to say, you don't like us scoring points, do something about it and stop us, right? You got it. Hey, thank you very, very much for the call. Let's uh, continue. Major is in Montgomery, Alabama. Hello. Hello, Paul. How are you doing? We are doing Uh, great. Appreciate you accepting my call. Uh, I'm a first-time caller, long-time listener. I enjoy your show. I think you do a good job of bringing knowledgeable people before us and 
discussing athletics in uh, in the country. So I just appreciate and enjoy doing it listening to your show. But I wanted to make an observation uh, that I noticed about the uh, Alabama loss. But anyway, but I'm convinced to have to be on hold for a while that most of the people listening to your show drink some strange Kool-Aid. Oh, yes. I don't know where they get it from, but that's some of the strangest Kool-Aid ever heard. Yes. But anyway, my observation is this, though. Even though the game has been talked about for a while and it's over and it is gone and we're waiting to do see what happens on next year. But anyway, my observation was as I watched that game, I was so taken back by how unusually calm Nick Saban was from the beginning to the end of the game. You know, normally when somebody misses an assignment, he gets excited. A, a bad call is made. He gets all excited. But that was such a calm complacency to his coaching that it was most unusual to me. I don't know what it means. And I, and I, I remember hearing about him saying that, making a, a remark about how coaching uh, college football used to be fun. But either way, I just that was my observation in it. It's almost like his complacency was that no matter what the outcome was, he was satisfied with it, whether from the beginning to the ending. And I thought that would be unusual and haven't watched him Major, so many I, years. I think, I think a couple of things. Uh, it's been one of those years where even though the expectations were high, it got off the rails so quickly that I think Saban deep down was gratified that Alabama was able to come together uh, deal with uh, the adversity, get through the, the Ole Miss game and the Texas A&M game and the Tennessee game and the LSU game, and especially the Auburn game, and then, and then do what he really set out to do, and that's be Georgia and roll the dice in the playoffs. So I, I think some of that is, is true. Some would point to his age, but I, I don't believe that. I think Nick Saban is as no. intense today as he's ever been, and I've seen that fear. I, but I think sometimes when you – when you beat the house, so to speak, you feel you, you realize just take what's given to you. There's nothing you can do about it by screaming and hollering. Uh, I guarantee you he was about as sick after that game as he's ever been, because it's really one of the hardest losses I've, I've ever witnessed for Alabama and Nick Saban. But he, he get, he, he, I think deep down, though, he's still pretty happy with where this, this season went. We are heading to our final break here on a busy Monday afternoon, early evening. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast. 